This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, where adventure begins. Check out their website at gamersinlehigh.com. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. everyone welcome to another exciting episode of dungeon crawlers radio where apparently gremlins have gotten into everything and messed things up Woo-woo. yes that's what they do but why i was messing around with computers everyone was having a great time talking so yeah, we're yes. Talking about movies. That's always yes. Fun. so uh welcome uh again we have the wonderful robert j defendi or bob defendi on the show great. uh talking about his uh bo- the short stories he's written in Space Eldritch and Space Eldritch 2, as well as you're pretty well known for games that you've helped design or make and things like that. Yeah, I've got all... My, my credits page is all RPGs for the most part. Yeah. Space Master, World Master. I worked on Exalted. I worked on uh, Spycraft, Stargate SG-1, um, Harp. Um, I'm probably forgetting four or five. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few there. So there's a, if there's so many that you forget some, you're doing all right. You're di- yeah, you're yeah. doing okay. Recently, I had to I redid my credits section of my web page, and it took me 17 hours or something. Wow. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. <laughs> all right. <I'm> grabbing something. <laughs> <Are you using? laughs> something? As we all start to watch a mess with his iPad. Yes! <laughs> I gotta grab my iPad. I got it out earlier. Anyways, so... Uh, you know, Space Eldritch. It's a collection of short stories. Uh, who else is in? Uh, right, Larry Curry right is in two. Howard Taylor's in both of them. Um, David West is in at least one. David Butler, I think, is in both. Uh, Nate Shoemate, of course. I think Brad Torgerson is in at least one. Um, I don't know. They, they were kind of a blur. They blur together. Yeah, and... Uh, if I remember right, Carter Reed did the cover. Yeah, he did the art, and did he get a story yet? I know he tr- missed on his story in the first one, but I think he got a story into the second one. Nice. So if you haven't seen the, the covers, uh, go check out our webpage because they're on there. They're actually pretty cool and creepy. Um, so Now, if I'm wrong, so are they horror stories? Because I've never really got to read them. Yeah, yeah. The the premise, he came up to me, um, and he was trying to get Howard to be in the book. Mm-hmm. And not, and then he was halfway through the conversation before he realized I was sitting there, too. And uh, I think he just let me in for pity. But <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Nate came up and goes, I want to do like Cthulhu-style stories, nice. but in like a space opera science fiction setting. I nice. said, so Warhammer 40K. And he said, I don't know what that is. so if you read my stories the first one at least you're probably going to get a heavy warhammer 40k feel because i've never actually played warhammer 40k but i've seen all the art 
and that stuck with my it stuck in my head. So yeah. there's a big I put a guy with a big circular saw powered axe in it because I mean, what better for fighting tentacles? That is awesome. That really is. A powered axe and a yeah, circular saw. Yeah, I mean, you don't have saw. a story without two, those both of those things. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Evil Dead has a guy with a chainsaw attached to his hand and a shotgun, so they're pretty similar. And I wanted to do a story where the big schism was uh, the Russian Orthodox Church versus the Eastern Orthodox Church. So it's all Greeks versus Russians. Nice. Um, so that was that was fun. In space. In space. <laughs> nice. So the, and is that in the first one or the second one? The big space marine style fighting is in the first one. Okay. The second one is about a Greek priest who gets a. Uh, I in the first one I introduced these creatures called these people called uh, cyber surfs, who. Um, they kind of worship the society worships technology, but violating the human body is considered a sin. So if you need a cybernetic implant, you serve in this kind of weird ground between holy and defiled. Um, and hmm. so um, a lot of people really enjoyed the idea of these cyber surfs who had these chunks of technology put into them. So the second one was about a Greek priest who gets um, has an implant put in his head because he takes a brain injury. And so... Um, you know, instantly he's not a priest anymore. Now he's a second-class citizen, but he's also kind of set above them. And uh, and then, of course, Satan starts talking to him. So sweet. That's cool. the best when you get implants. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Any kind of implants. Right. Breast implants. Yep. Peck implants. Yeah. That's no. Satan. From Satan's Anything start, so. in the general <laughs> implant area. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> right that is a different <laughs> turn of oh, events. Goes my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that says a lot. You get an <laughs> implant, Satan talks to you. Yep. So don't get teeth implants. Yeah, that's what they were supposed to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, anyways. So, yeah, I mean, that's that actually is a really cool premise. I mean, the the the, the holy clergymen have this, you know, pretty hard step that, you know, the implants are against God or whatever, and then you're, like, shunned. And th right. this priest has a brain injury and then has to have one so that he can still continue to function. And now he's exercised. Yeah, there's a guy back in the 1800s who um, had a railway, a railroad, um, like a rod fired through. They were building a railroad and the dynamite went off and fired a rod in the bottom of his cheek and out the top of his head. And went oh. diagonal through his head. And he lost the ability to... Um, he lost all uh, uh, inhibitions. Okay. Um, the part of his brain that says don't do something was disconnected from the part of his brain that says, hey, let's touch fire. Okay. And so um, he was completely emotionally uncontrolled for the rest of his life. And uh, that always fascinated me. So that's what the injury that the priest takes. And they just find an implant that happens to bridge that part of the brain yeah. um, and give it to him. And hmm. it happens to be an implant, you know, that's full of evil. Cool. That's interesting. Yeah. How would life be not to have that? Control. Just hey, let's go touch fire. There's and a then I don't do think it. it would last very long. Little girl <laughs> down okay. in, um, <laughs> I think it was Orem, who her mother ran over her head in the car. Oh, um, you know she had checked everywhere. The little yeah. girl wasn't playing, and then she ran behind the car just as the mother started pulling back and right through the blind spot, and the mother just ran right over her head, and uh, she had the same problem. She had no impulse control after that, and. 
Oh, man. That, yeah. Well, and that mother, I mean, can you imagine? No, I couldn't live with myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, the, and you can't kill yourself because this little girl is going to depend on you for the rest of your life because of what you did. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I just can't even imagine what kind of. But that's not in the story. Yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, I as a child, that's got to be didn't even, even more. Didn't even know that an worse. injury like that exists. But I mean, there are there are skin conditions where you can't feel any kind of pain at all. So it does make sense that yeah. you could feel it, but you still wouldn't stop yourself. Yeah, you always hear about the head wounds that kill people. You very rarely hear hear about the head wounds that leave them living, and those yeah. are typically the worst. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, just going off was. Kind of as an adult, you kind of have a sense of, oh, hey, that's fire I shouldn't touch. But as a child, you haven't really developed those things yet. So that's got to be well, more. It does seem like it makes you a little more childlike because even as a child, you, being unaware of all the dangers in the world, it makes you extremely naive. Right. And just like this. He could would, be a, you know, he could be a superhero then. It's not that you're saying, you or know, not that villain. your brain's saying, oh, my gosh, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. I feel like it also just makes the brain a little naive. Well, and how often have you stood at, like, a great height and thought, what would it be like if I jumped? You know, just that passing thought. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you didn't have the part of your brain that said, well, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how dangerous your legs are going to snap and then yeah. you're going to, yeah. I was telling, um, the other day I was talking to my parents and I was, like, remembering things that I did as a child. And we lived in the middle of the woods in Alabama. And um, behind our house was just these really thick woods with these leaves and these, you know, these huge like rotting logs and stuff and it was really thick forest and I used to go out there every summer barefoot run around the woods mm-hmm. jumping on jumping on dead logs and you know spend hours out there and we have rattled like I would just go get my dad dad there's a rattlesnake my dad come out and cut its head off and then I'd go back out and go play again and the other day I'm talking to my mom and I'm just thinking of this I'm what the hell was I thinking <laughs> You know, as an adult, I would never, I don't even go outside there in flip-flops. I would never do something like that. But as a child, you don't think of it. Oh, you no, don't think no. of the danger, well, even you though you know there's snakes. Of the world as just this ha- warm, just... fuzzy place. My grandfather walked out in the be- front porch when my father was like three years old, or the back porch. Mm-hmm. And he sees my father in the back in the backyard. He's got a rattlesnake by the back of his head, the neck yep. right of his neck. And he's just, he's got that rattlesnake right up to his head. And he's just shaking it <laughs> and just shaking it. And my grandfather, who was a World War II vet, um, took his calmly takes his gun off the off the shelf, you know, lines it up, shoots the head off the rattlesnake while it's inches <laughs> away from my father's head, and then you know immediately f- completely falls apart, <laughs> <laughs> like hyperventilating. But um, you know, you know, I was like, well, if I hadn't been taught to shoot, would I? <laughs> what, would my son be we, dead? We <laughs> shot yeah. sometimes. We normally just did like the hedge clippers and just go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as a kid, I, I just, you know, I was just having fun. I didn't really think, okay, sure, there's snakes, but, you know, just call dad and he'll come here and cut their heads off. But, you know, it's funny, like now, as an adult, I was insane. Like, what oh, yeah. What were my parents doing <laughs> letting me go out there? You know they what I mean? They just let but us just, go and do things. Yeah. yeah. In the old days, you just went outside barefoot. You had fun and you didn't really think about dangers and we all lived. We were all just fine. But now it's just... Didn't now come, you'd get... Uh, oh, I would didn't never. Come home I didn't even let dark. my kids go outside and You'd have your Alabama. kids taken from you. You might get, you might get put in jail. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you are not going outside there, snake. Mom, it's winter. I don't care. You can stay in this house. <laughs> they exist. I don't trust my kids. They're They're... They're too pampered. <laughs> they cannot deal with snakes. They wouldn't survive in the no. the wilds. It's amazing. We think about things you used to do. Tennessee. That's what I was saying. That's what goes back to the brain injury. It it does. Like I feel like maybe kids don't have that part developed yet. Oh yeah. And yeah. they're so naive 
because as children, there's so much more that we do and get away with that, you know, it seems like not a big deal as a kid, but as we look back and we think, oh my gosh, we used to walk across, you know, the, the, <laughs> the railroad on the bridge when there's no way to get out. If the train comes, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you, yeah. did, no, yeah. never even thought about it. You used to do it all the time. But well, it's like I'm happy. I'm happy to have hit an age where I never have to date anybody under 26 again, because it's not till 26 till your cerebral cortex stops forming. Oh, really? <laughs> that is, yeah, that's true. You were not the person that you're going to be until you were 26. And years old. man, wow. people yep. under 26 just oh. annoy me. Yeah, you and Jared both have a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm permanently who I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm there so good with it. I got a divorce when I was 27. And that's that when you can't walk up. That's when you woke up. So that like really, ch- I think it really changed a lot about me of what I was supposed to be, but like the bitterness and you know, the whole thing. And it just made me really strong and really tough. And like, I feel like it stuck with me ever since that. And knowing mm-hmm. that at 27, it's kind of sealed in an envelope and I'm yeah. who I'm going to be. It's actually kind of nice and refreshing. I'm very comfortable with myself, which I wasn't before. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's, a, it's so. amazing what, just hitting 27 does for you. <laughs> yeah, you literally get up and you kind of just don't don't really care what everybody else thinks anymore. <laughs> and you still stop You're at any garage sale and buy any Star Wars toys you can. I do. See? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not 27. I'm 31. Nothing it's wrong different. With yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. So, all right. A lot of toys. Yeah. That's <laughs> I have more okay. toys than my children. That that's sad, but that's okay. It's not sad. It is awesome. Do not. This is make our audience enable her disease. (laughs) Oh, we're gonna enable it. I just need more stuff at my house. (laughs) Hey, now you can just buy stuff and bring it here. Yeah, didn't you just post your office? I did. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and your wife will never know. It is. She doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, there is lots of stuff, but there's not enough. Yes. There can always be more. Like, yes. Kids, I still have I ha- still have two whole w- empty walls that I can put stuff up on. Right. <laughs> Let's worry about these two shelves first. And then we'll yes, I know. We, we, I already made we got my one toy up there. I the bought my Kylo Ren. Where's, where's the Star Wars? Where's the Stormtrooper? Was it Jared going to bring no. a Stormtrooper? He's going to be wearing that at Wingnuts on Monday. Oh. So we what's going on at Wingnuts? Battlefront release party. Sweet. Um, GameStop's doing it for everyone who pre-ordered. If you did not pre-order, you should still come by. We're going to have photo ops, giveaways, all that kind of fun stuff. And we're also going to be doing um, uh, the older Battlefront. Uh, we're going to be doing some tournaments and have some prize giveaways. So it's going to be totally awesome. It starts at 9. Um, GameStop doesn't give a- start giving away their pre-ordered games until 10. Okay. But... Um, there's going to be cool stuff going on before that, cool stuff going on after that. We have a Darth Vader, a Stormtrooper, and a Boba Fett. So even if you just want to bring the kids in to get pictures and stuff like that, that would be totally rad. And even but if you haven't pre-ordered yet, you still can until Monday. So yeah, you still get have going. The next Come on, people. Two or three days to pre-order it. Yes. My name is Bob Defendi, and I endorse this message. Yes. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like it's made of awesome. Uh, I need to buy my, my Vader console Yeah, so I can get it. Are but you doing a PlayStation wait, 4? You better not be getting PlayStation. Yes. No, Dan. Aww. Me and Jared, Xbox, man. But the hey, Xbox I'm doesn't have a Vader console. For. What? Well, Jared's buying, the, Jared's His buying logic an Xbox is irrefutable. <laughs> He's already buying an Xbox. Why know, can't so I have a PlayStation 4? No, you, you can have a Wii U. You it's know a, what? I want to play God of War, okay? I want to play God of War, and there's no way to do that unless I get a PlayStation. I don't want to play that God of War. I want to play the new God of War, and I can't do that without a PlayStation. 
You I know what? My kids like Little Big War. World. I yeah. want to play that too. Play <laughs> Minecraft with them. It's still kind of interesting. Okay, we've been playing Minecraft for three years straight. Well, it's time to move on. Like you know what I mean? Away, it's not going away. But <laughs> there are other activities hey, like that they Minecraft, can do. The, uh, you know what? Shut up. up. You don't have to play it. You can play <laughs> Xbox. You guys can both have Xbox. I started with the PlayStation. That's what I want. This right is now. why you I haven't have reached Xboxes 27 yet. And if you get PlayStation Plus, you can watch Powers. Yeah. I don't Which is what pretty the awesome. Is if I already have an Xbox, why you don't I have get a PlayStation? Yet, okay, so you get the Vader console. You get you get the Battlefront. Plus, you get seven other preloaded Star Wars games. You could have stopped if you get the Vader console. Okay. I know, but <laughs> you don't oh, get to play with face. me and Jared like the coolest video gamers ever. <laughs> and Xbox gets Battle of Jakku early, so we get spoiler stuff for the movie before it even comes out. Eh. Probably just gonna say Daniel, bad things about I'm his mother and shit. you over to come play at the Xbox at our house. You may get a PlayStation. Yes. Okay, I, I I'm, I'm an avid that. Xbox person, but they don't have a Vader console. Sorry. I don't um, care about the have Vader you seen console. my I'm Xbox play God One? Of War. Do you want to see my Xbox One? It is a Vader console because there's this great thing called skinets, and you can put them on. It's five bucks, and I don't have to spend five hundred dollars on a crappy PlayStation console. It's not five hundred. It's only fifty bucks more. Four hundred and fifty. It's fifty bucks more, and I get eight games. Well, and then uh, that's kind of a deal. On Black Friday, yeah, you really should do it on Black Friday. Yeah, like honestly, three fifty and you get a game. I used to be really against PlayStation. I'm not so much anymore. Well, it's really just their controller the, is my huge problem. The Vader console is only for pre-purchase, so after oh. it comes out, the Vader console goes bye bye. Well, did, did I tell you my uh, the Vader theory for Star Wars Episode Seven? No, what is uh, it? It's 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 really it's really obvious. I don't know why anybody's coming okay. up with it though. Uh, Ray is actually the daughter of David Prowse. Okay, Finn. Is the daughter or is the son of James Earl Jones? <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so that means I can that, see that. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> so Gwendolyn Christie's character, David, whatever she's called, she's, yeah. I think she's the daughter of Sebastian Shaw. Okay, right. Um, probably you've got uh, Bob Anderson in there. I think he's probably that general guy's mm-hmm. uh, father. See, it's just all in the Vader family. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I love Vader. He's the greatest person in the world. So anything with you're all you look really confused there. They're, they're all drawing star, stars to see Astros and see who gets Hayden like Christensen. Earl Jones's voice having a kid. Like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, oh, the picture. Well, it's because I got yelled at. So we took a picture at the five hundred first booth, and there was there was a a so droid head. Comic-Con. There was a droid head sitting on the ground, and and he was like, I kind of want to pick it up. And I was like, you totally should pick it up. And so he picks it up the second I pick it up, it up, the, the lady there screaming starts screaming at me. So I had this look of like, oh, crap. And but it, lo- it looks perfect it looks for the picture. Because it's like, I'm going to steal this droid head. Like total <laughs> guilt on his face. Like he just got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And they took the picture right then in there. It's, yeah. on, it's on our Dungeon Crawlers radio uh, webpage. Y- yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. No, it's just on the actual so funny and it looks like it's a staged look but it actually wasn't dude she was she was screaming she was at me screaming. put the droid head down <laughs> and i'm just like we weren't getting in trouble so we didn't well it's kind of funny you got jared in there all wolverine like hey man check me out and i'm just like oh crap i'm in trouble i'm gonna have a bad day i just look at that picture and it makes me laugh every time yep Anyway. I'm the ginger getting in trouble for stealing a <laughs> droid head. You're the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> I am a redheaded stepchild. Yep, it works. So. Did you beat like one? 
What? What? I was. Oh. Yeah. yeah but it doesn't matter because it was no too, but it wasn't. Yeah. Let's just take all I the have cliches. No soul, so yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, so it's he, felt he felt nothing. No, seriously. Uh, at FantasyCon, uh, speaking of FantasyCon, there was a group of us after a panel that we did, all got together to do a picture, and I and everyone you can see, but I'm a blur. It is the weird. Look like it up. Bart Simpson's yeah. that one episode. Yeah, the doors look, would open. Yeah, look at look on our on the the, the Dungeon Crawlers Facebook page. Oh, that extends And a it lot. literally <laughs> everyone is in focus, but me. I'm this weird so how blur. Long did it take you to steal a soul. Like, have you been slowly stealing our souls over the last month and a half? I that don't know. Explains why I'm. Either I I do it. I, I guess I can do nice it fast or slow. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't developed that power. He's yet. weaning us off of our. Three more. He eats souls, but he hasn't really learned how. That's why he's so thin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really low fat, so if he's stilling me, just got a lot of. He's freckles. gonna keep his figure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of dots. Lots of dots. Yeah. Ah. I'm like a. Co- I've got like tons of constellations all over me. Oh well. He's like a universe. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Crazy. So, you're also so the games that you've designed as well. Yes, yes sir. There, you've, you've designed quite a few, and you've you've almost. helped out with a <clears> lot. <throat> I, mean, I have a million words in print and gaming. What got you into that? Um, uh, Space Master was like my favorite game ever. Okay, and it was uh, Space Master Second Edition was out at the same time. Roll Master Second Edition mm-hmm. was out like in the late eighties, and. Um, in the early 90s, they came out with a new version of Rollmaster, but they didn't have one of Space Master. And so I, um, at the same time, I was on this Usenet board with um, JMS from Babylon 5. Yeah. And the people who were doing the new Babylon 5 game were on there, too. And I made this big rapport with them, and I thought, uh, man, I'm going to get a book. They're going to let me write a book, you know. And so I, I submitted to them and everything, and all that seemed great. And while I was on that high, I was like, you know what? Space Master doesn't have a book yet. I'm going to pitch Space Master. So I, uh, I pitched Space Master to ICE. Um, the Babylon 5 people never got back to me. The, uh, the Space Master people got back right away. Um, uh, and, they, and, and so what happened is they told me, well, we want a book that will be like an um, expansion book for Rollmaster mm-hmm. that just allows Rollmaster to handle sci-fi. I'm like, okay, that's great. They said, we want it to be 250,000 words. I said, what? Wow. They said, uh, 250,000 words. We want it to be 250 pages long, and we get 1,000 <laughs> words per page. I said, no, you don't. They said, no, no, we do. We get 1,000 words per page. I was like, no, you don't. You used to get 1,000 words per page back in the old, but you get like 450, 600 words per page now. I haven't counted, but it's not much. And they're like, no, uh, 250,000 words. I'm like, okie doke. So I wrote them 250,000 words. took me about a year. Okay. Um, the book, they're... Uh, guidelines had you had to turn it in bound and then uh, like no lower than 10 point font and one and a half uh, spacing it was 851 pages long oh wow uh, you can't velo bind that big so I bound it in two volumes um, sent it in <laughs> the day they get it they put the you know 20 pound monstrosity down the table called me up and said we're giving you a line um, there's no way that's one book I'm like I told you that was <laughs> 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 too much for one book so they uh expanded to the space master privateers line and um it started in 96 and uh it just kept on getting the plan the 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 business plan kept on getting changed until like 2002 i think uh the first maybe it was 2001 the first space master book actually came out oh wow um 
because it just kept on having me retool the presentation over and over and over again. So um, that's what uh, that's what. And then from then on, you know, at that point, I was working all the conventions. I was talking to the people at AEG. They were offering me jobs. Um, I got into Exalted because the guy who does uh, Run Out the Guns, the pirate game that Ice did, was asked to do a pirate book for or a, sh- a uh, Age of Sail book, kind of for uh, Exalted. And he said, "Well, I can't do it, but Bob Bob can crank it out in an afternoon." So, um, so I just kind of expanded from there. Hmm. So, is that something you always wanted to do, or is that just something that came developed because you wanted to write? Probably. I mean, I've been doing my D and D since seventy nine, eighty, okay, something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we already know that. Remember, you had <laughs> I wasn't yet. even born. <laughs> Might have been eighty-one, but it was it was it was it was right after we moved to, after my father's death, and he died in seventy-nine. But I think we didn't move for two years. So anyway, I've been, I've been playing ever since then, and I just liked uh, game design. Um, I designed a lot of terrible games. Okay, really, really bad stuff. And then, um, and some people would say Space Master is one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some people would say that. A lot of people did on the internet. Yeah. Um, <coughs> luckily, a lot of people say a lot of stuff yeah, on the internet. <laughs> luckily, that book came out right after Civilization Three, and I understand why people think Civilization Three is the worst of the Civilization games, yeah. but I don't think it was that bad. And um, and uh, I had read all the forum reviews on Civilization Three, and so pff, my hate mail was gold compared to what they were getting (laughs) what Fraxis was going through so I was like oh well I guess this isn't that bad so is it tough taking that criticism when someone speaks negatively of something you put so much time and effort into it can be it can be it can be it's uh yeah I mean you have to develop you have to develop a really weird dichotomy as a writer you have to love what you're doing so passionately Mm -hmm. that it consumes like your ever-living thought when you're working on it but you have to be able to walk away from it instantly as soon as I, it's time to do the yep. next project. That's how almost everyone that I have talked to that does any kind of project, including myself, you kind of just break up with it. The yeah, second it's done, exactly. it's like breaking up with something and letting it go because that way it, it just doesn't hurt as <laughs> bad. And if you if you just let it go, then you can move on to another project. But if you're already always dwindling on it and trying to make it better, you're never going to be able to move on and learn from it. Except for my current writers group, which is carefully curated in its membership. Um, every writer's group I've ever been in has had at least one person that they've been working on one book their entire life uh, and they just can't stop. Yeah. And oh, it's wow. terrible. You it's, will rot away trying to perfect it, something. Yeah. And it's not coming because it was a bad idea to begin with. It's badly executed. It's never getting better. Uh, David Gerald said, uh, or Gerald, however you pronounce his name, said uh, your first million words are practice. Okay. Um, now, when you get done with a book or a short story, practice submitting it. If somebody's stupid enough to buy one of your practice stories, practice cashing the check. Uh, <laughs> if somebody is really stupid and gives your practice story an award, practice accepting. But you know, realize your first million words of practice. Um, uh, Brandon Sanderson went to the extent that he had heard that your first six books, I think, will just never get published. So he just wrote six books. As, he, didn't, he didn't even submit most of them. Yeah. He just wrote six books as fast as he could, straight through learning his craft before he even really felt like he was at a point where he could start yeah. submitting them. Hmm. 
I guess maybe that's what happened with my book. I was going to say, up. are you asking because no. you're preparing yourself you for you know your no, book? I mean, no, my problem is just trying to get back into fi- finishing well, my final edit. Because it's like everything, so, funny. so many Does things are just like... <laughs> Does it hurt when you've worked on something so hard? No, I just I've, I've, I just know a lot of authors, <laughs> they, they go through that, that <laughs> period where they hear all this you know, negative reviews and stuff like that. Oh, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's got to be tough. It is tough. You know, how do you deal with that? Because, you know, we've done, I've experienced it with the show, but, I you know, with a book, yeah. you have a much larger audience. And never go especially with comments. Just tell threads. yourself that people are idiots. Never do what? Didn't <laughs> go into the comment threads. Oh, yeah. Never <laughs> go into the comments. Yeah. Okay. Even our films, like, I read them and I'm just like, yeah, instead of getting like, upset, I used to get upset Jared at first. Yeah, yeah. And now I just read them and I'm just like, yeah, they're probably an idiot. I didn't get it. <laughs> if you need to moderate, <laughs> that will help you. If you keep as that quickly as you can, you hire an assistant whose job is to moderate. Now you might just be hiring him for an occasional pizza, but his job is to keep you out of the comment threads. That's gotcha. his job. Yeah. You Ooh. will run away in there talking smack to everybody. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Uh, I can hire people for a pizza. Maybe I should stick I, my I'm kids one of on them. People that uh, <laughs> hire for a pizza. All right, there we go. McKay, he's for hire for a pizza. Yes. And Buffalo Papa Wings. John's, right? <laughs> oh, I can get free Caesar. Papa John's. What? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a contract. We're going to yeah. dye your hair, though. So. Yep. <laughs> my o- remember my oldest boy? You met him? Yeah. He works at Papa John's. Oh, that's awesome. Free, be- free pizza. Yeah. You can always, oh, you can always find somebody who will work really cheap. So many yeah. Kids. You're just like, oh, you see the pizza. <laughs> 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 I've got a buddy that I'm pretty sure would Close. be my assistant just because I give him all of my old computers. Oh, okay. So his computer is always four years behind the date, but yeah. it's a pretty nice computer from four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. So, you guys have any questions? Or, or do you have some geek news you okay. want to talk about? And then we can always yes, come back uh, to more questions. So, with these two, so how, many, how long have you been a writer, I guess? Sorry. Uh, well, I... I mean, like, uh, it depends upon when you define starting. I first started writing when I was seven years old because my father was trying to write a novel and I wanted to be like daddy. And then when I was eight years old and he died the day after my birthday, um, he, I, that, I, I think that just kind of cemented it in my head. And, uh, but I didn't really sell anything until, I don't know, 91 or something like that. So I was probably 20 ish. And you were also a writer of the future. Winner, yes, you? I was. I was. I was. Um, I wrote a short story about a, a police detective who, um, it's a cyberpunk short story, who solves a murder mystery without ever leaving his apartment. Um, That's awesome. That's way cool. I just rewritten that into a book, but it hasn't wow. even been through a second draft. Yeah. Yet. It's, it's called so, Kill Dash 9. So has uh, horror and mystery kind of always been your forte? Um, I actually don't like horror. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I've written... I, uh, I have... Okay. Um, <laughs> hot water, hot water. I'm trying Whoa! to, no, I'm trying to like, uh, uh, adequately explain this because no, I've sold... You can't put a Kraken in a book with a saw. I've sold four <laughs> horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't hate horror, um, but it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, I do horror stories when um, I need to. You so know. is it more like action, sci-fi, suspense, I like. I love hard sci-fi. I love military sci-fi. I love dark fantasy, and my book that's coming out in May is a comedy about a uh, game designer named Bob D'Amico who gets shot in the head by a loony fan and ends up in the worst game of all time. Obviously, it's autobiographical. <laughs> okay. So, do you watch Family Guy? <laughs> I have watched 
Pam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I hear D'Amico, I'm like, Connie D'Amico. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, D'Amico, I... It was actually the name of my father's best friend in college. Really? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So my Uncle Jack was Jack D'Amico. So anytime I needed to do a Bob Defendi pseudonym, I always jokingly did Bob D'Amico. And so... The, uh, sounds d- like that, a mafia name. That's that, <laughs> cliche has this conceit um, that it all started about the first, se- uh, first scene. I wanted to start the, cha- the first chapter with the chapter quote that says, authors who write their own chapter quotes should be shot, Bob Defendi. And then the first thing that happens is the main character gets shot in the head. And then... <laughs> In the third chapter, I think it's the third chapter, the chapter quote is, never name a character after yourself. That's just pathetic. And the first two lines are, what's your name? Bob D'Amico. Um, so <laughs> he's named D'Amico just to set up those two jokes. Nice. That's awesome. It's a, that's commitment. <laughs> that is commitment. <laughs> I am excited to read that book, to be honest. It, it just sounds humorous. That's right. It's a uh, Cthulhu, right? Not a Kraken. It's Cthulhu. Well, no, in, in the or Space, Eldr- space Eldritch. Yeah, this, this, this book is about a game well, of Cthulhu. No, yeah. I, when I was yeah. talking about yeah. earlier, I'm like, you write books about Kraken. Yes. And you don't like yeah. It's a Cthulhu. It's, okay. it's Cthulhu, okay. which, yes, it's a squid faced <laughs> creature. There's, yeah. There's, I was going to say, there's always testicles, but I'm going to say tentacles. There's always tentacles. There's always both. There's both. It's a guy. I've never read a chick lit Cthulhu story. There's always both. <laughs> Although I really, I really want someone to write one now, you know, like <laughs> fried green tentacles or something. You know? That could be interesting. <laughs> that could be fried green effluvia. Um, <laughs> I, no, I'll work on this joke. I'll get it by the end of the night. You will. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit of some geek news, and we can roll okay. back in. So let's keep let's keep uh, spoilers out of the out of the category. But I mean, my gosh, if you didn't watch Flash this week. I feel yep. so sorry for your mm, life. The Flash. Wait, this week? This week. I probably yeah. haven't seen it yet. Oh. Okay, we're not going to do spoilers, but I will say this. I am starting to fall in love Whoa. with Harrison Wells again. Harrison Wells. Wow. Mm. After last week, you were just like, I, I hated I, him. I hate this guy. I wanted him dead, but now I'm actually starting to fall in love One with him again. And he got his glasses show. back, which makes One, me swim. It does. But yeah. I, I really thought you were going to, uh, that was on the podcast, right? <laughs> I yeah. think I'm thinking of the right pocket. Yeah. I really thought yeah. you were going to kill him. Just yeah. like reach through the mic. And yeah, she, that's <laughs> how, I hated that's how she was. Week, she was like, I'm, week, and now she's week. in love with him. Well, he got his glasses back, and that helped. He's <laughs> a man that needs glasses. He is. Too much, too much forehead. My, but anyway. And maybe a pie shop. The problem, <laughs> okay, I do like the character, but my problem is with the actor, because he starred in some really horrible not? Christmas Ones where he oh, played don't, Buddy don't, Claus, he was Santa Claus's son. He was in Pushing that. Daisies too, though. Yeah, and he was. Yeah. And so, you it's, know what? I he keep was seeing Scrub's that. brother. I just he keep, was white yeah, Scrub's he was. brother. He was. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I, I keep seeing those characters, and I just can't see Harrison Wells. Well, I, I like Pushing Daisies a lot, but yeah, I haven't seen Pushing Daisy, but I loved him in Scrubs, yeah. and I absolutely there's this really messed up movie called Sublime. Where he's stuck in a coma and it's this horrific, huh. it, like they're cutting one. his finger tendons up. Like he's stuck in, he thinks he's stuck in this haunted hospital and everybody's lying to him. But he's actually in a coma and they're torturing him to death. And um, wow, he has to make a choice to jump out of a window and kill himself. He thinks he's killing himself because he's yeah. he thinks he's in this hospital and everybody's that's just the way out. But yeah, he decides not to kill himself, and then his wife on the other side could pull the plug, but she doesn't want to lose hope. And so he finally gets him enough nerve to jump out the window, 
and he's falling to his death and he's just about to die and she's just about to pull the plug and then she's like nope i think i'm gonna wait and so he's gonna spend until she pulls the plug he's gonna spend eternity in a coma suffering and being tortured by these creepy horrible people it's a really messed up movie but he does an amazing job in the film that's kind of the plot of death by cliche wow (laughs) very interesting yeah it's it's crazy but it's really good anyway we're I gonna like have him. To, we're I don't watch talk. horrible Christmas out. specials. I feel like that is the first problem there. I think you probably shouldn't. I don't like Christmas. You should shows. not the, watch this crap. The Daniel. only Christmas movie I actually like is Hogfather. Is Die Hard. No. Elf. <laughs> we all like Elf. Is Santa Claus one, two, and three? Oh yeah. And, Char- yeah, and the Charlie and Brown Christmas special. Those are the only ones I will watch. Have you, you seen Hogfather? Wait, really? Uh uh-uh. Oh, it's Terry Pratchett. It's brilliant oh really what? I don't like I don't like Will Ferrell sorry that's okay that's alright he's annoying no, you gotta see Hawkfather like yeah, yeah, Hawkfather I think you have enough British sensibilities oh, to yeah. muscle through yeah, the first yeah, half yeah. of it yeah. Um, it's a little slow for an American audience the first half okay. but it's just brilliant hmm. A Christmas Story Hawkfather oh Mouse? Christmas Story is good Mickey Mouse oh wait Mickey a minute yes I will watch A Christmas Story Crystal Carol I do have A Christmas Story you know Red Rider BB Gun well, yeah, no, the Muppets no, no, Christmas, no, no. The Muppets too, Christmas Carol is pretty Mickey Mouse yeah, Christmas like Carol. Mouse this is important. Muppets. Muppets is also More than Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> see, uh, see, Christmas was ruined for me. Ugh. Remember, my birthday is five days after Christmas. Oh, you're... Oh, God, man. Then hate birthday movies. My father was December 28th. Yeah, I'm the 30th of December. It's, like, horrible. That is horrible. But you have a Star Wars birthday this year. I can. My best friend is... The thirtieth, I think thirtieth yeah. or We don't know because we celebrate it in June. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we just we just celebrate we just arbitrarily <laughs> celebrate in June. Yeah, no, no. I organize. Uh, my other friend is born on December twenty fifth, and um, so one day I'm sitting there with his wife and I'm like, let's let's move Josh's birthday. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's a good idea. When do you want to move it to? I'm like, October thirty first. First of all, he loves Halloween. Yeah. Second of all, Oct 31 equals Deck 25, and he's a math geek. He's going to think that's the funniest thing ever. Nice. So that's perfect. Um, <laughs> perfect. So now we celebrate his birthday on October 31st. Birthday. I like your birthday in yeah. July. I do, too. I like water. It's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I also I think about moving my so birthday. Like, yeah, I can't go to a water park. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. No. I mean, I went the big. only one cool thing about it is I was always out of school on my birthday. Well, and I was going to say, I break. hated it. Right before you yeah. leave for Christmas break, so I still had to be in school. Yeah, yeah. but you get to, but you get to have when you were a kid, you get to have the classroom birthday party. I never got that. No, we I had never a birthday that. special birthday table in our lunchroom. If it was your birthday, you got to sit there and uh, get free ice to. cream yeah. and all this stuff. Never got that. I just had to sit there all year and watch these other kids yeah. do that. See, I'm May 4th, so uh, Hollywood what? gives that's me... Like, that's that's the, Jared's birthday, too. Yeah, well, first of all, May Star Wars Day. Yeah. Yep. But uh, second of all, Hollywood gives me a blockbuster film every year for every, my birthday. Avengers, yeah, we've gone and seen Avengers. I think it was two Avengers. Was it a, the first Avengers and the second Avengers for his birthday? It used to be. One was May 12th, so it was yeah. a week after his birthday. But for the, the first, first one was like the but, day after yeah. or something. It used to be a Star Wars movie for my birthday every year, or every third third year, um, because he always did those the Wednesday before Labor Day. So he would get his six-day opening weekend. Um, yeah, I don't have anything cool on my birthday. <laughs> it's um, just cold and snowy. And sometimes you had Christmas and New Year's is tomorrow. Or the New it's just Year's. Yeah. it's just made of sadness. Yeah, well, I I'd get like presents wrapped in Christmas paper and yeah. 
Under the Christmas tree. You know, tree. it's hard to find yeah. normal wrapping paper around Christmas time. No, it's not. Just get plain colored wrapping paper. Oh, I hate it. Oh, yeah, no. Mm. I will make sure I never have children around that. I'm telling time. you, man, you're empowered. Move your own birthday. I may have to. Just to I will never I'll start conspiring with your wife. Give me your connect to her on Facebook. Me and her work it out. It's a little sad. I just sometimes it's okay. You could do something like a really big thing. So that's happened a few times. Yeah, I haven't minded that. I guess, but. This year I'm going to that really My great grandmother right. never. You got don't to mind until it's Christmas morning, life. and then yeah. you're like, "Oh, there's less stuff under the tree than my brother." Well, <laughs> well growing up, Christmas was always cut in half because my grandfather's birthday was Christmas Day, so Christmas lasted <sighs> till noon, and then it was his birthday. Right. Really? Yeah. So then, when he passed away, it was like weird because Christmas what kept do we going. Do with the rest yeah. of the day. So. Mm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Next Just one. Weird time. Gotham. Gotham. Gotham has jumped the shark hard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this this last episode. The first was season was one really of the best ones slow was, and yeah. tough for me to get through. This season is like they've stepped down on the accelerator. Oh my it's gosh. like nonstop. Boom, boom, boom. The first season was like a gritty cop show that had comic book elements. Yeah. Which I actually really liked. I did too. I loved it. And this season is a ridiculous comic book show that has a couple cop, cop, elements. cop elements to it. Yeah, and they've not really, digging it. They've mm. really left the station. Like, they literally have left the station. There was a lot of things that happened at the station in the first ones. You know, there was a yeah. lot of really good character development. I do like what they've done with Enigma. Or yeah, yeah, Enigma. He's probably the solidest uh He is way subplot. cool. We've totally gotten away. Penguin, who was one of my favorite characters, who I felt was like a really strong character, even though he's kind of a wimp. Like, I loved his maliciousness, I guess, mm-hmm. and watching all these little things unfold. It was like a, a heist movie, you know? He, he reminded me a little of Daniel, but evil. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Daniel <laughs> is evil, so... That's, that could work. You're not as wormy as him. <laughs> no. But... And I can walk normal. I don't have a weird walk. You guys don't know that because you hear him on the radio. That's not true. He walks oh. just like Penguin. <laughs> He's a cane and all. Darn it. No. There's a couple times I've had to walk with a cane. <laughs> but yeah. no, I mean, I, I I, feel like once they... I'm just sick. Like, the second that this new guy came in and started running for mayor, I wanted him gone. Yeah. You yep. know, yeah. I didn't like the kid that they had for the <clears throat> Joker. But I they're bringing in the Dumas. He was too much. The St. Dumas yeah, storyline, which means we could see Azrael. Yeah, if you didn't pay attention to comic books, never mind. That just went <laughs> over your head. <laughs> Yeah. No, so you know so explain this character. So you know when Bruce Wayne got his back broke and by Bane, by Bane. and he was out of yeah. commission. Yeah. He had another guy, Gene Paul Valley, stand in for him and he went psycho. He was actually from the Saint Dumas sect and he was Azra Azrael. Azrael, Azrael, yeah, whatever. They aren't connected to the owls, are they? Huh? The Court of Owls. No, uh, that's character? actually coming into play later in the season. So they're they're going to tie that into the Court of Owls, which was played out through the new 52 <coughs> series. Well, the thing that kind of has me on edge with this season is, like, you're watching it and you're like, you know what? He's going to grow up and be Batman, so there's no way that, you know, he's going to die right now. Yeah. But at the same time, we've got Barbara... Who has just completely lost her so rocker? And I, how the I, hell is she going to give birth to Barbara? I know. <laughs> I, I, know. I, I like pray nightly that she dies. I'm so sick of her. I could scream and like. But she's so but twisted she and does, creepy. But if she does die, that means it, this is not your normal Gotham. This is a parallel Gotham, well, and yeah. anything can happen. 
The bright side is that the show sucks so hard, I don't need to vacuum my living room anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> like it. I'm there just sick of said. Barbara. She's making me. I, I, I liked the first season. I do not like the second. I it, it is it is. Well, a rough you know, road it's it's me. like what they do with sequels. They give you something really good in the beginning, simple, very character developing. You know, a good story, and then when it comes to the second one, they just try to one up it, and they put too many cheap thrills in there. Yeah. And they just take everything that you kind of liked and just throw it back in your face until you're sick of it, but make it bigger. Right. And that doesn't make something better. It just makes something more. You just described every James Bond movie ever perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a uh, slow escalation of attempting to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seems to be the flip of that, though. Yeah. yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the first show I ever saw that unjumped the shark. Yeah. How does that even happen? I don't see, know. They can't even get past enough seasons to, to see it unjump the shark. Oh. I, I don't have the patience. It gets really good. I'm on a comic book podcast. I'm required by contract to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I, uh, I watched it. It's really it's gr- really good. I didn't yeah, like just the first the season. season. I didn't like the. F- I hated yeah. the first season. First season I was, was like, horrible. So what season are they on now? Three. 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 I mean, and, and then you know, and I, I kept getting through it. Then I went and saw Winter Soldier, and then I'm like, oh, this all now makes sense. But still, was didn't save me. Season two, where they started bringing in the Inhumans, then I'm like, oh, wasn't then it really was started. it season one that the Winter Soldier happened? Yeah, yeah. So I'm real. I really think that what happened was they were told at the very beginning this is what you're going to be dealing with. And so they had everything planned out for what would happen after Winter Soldier. They just had no freaking idea what they were what, doing before it. Before, yeah. Yeah. Ward was just the most ridiculously bad character before Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just think they were lost. Well, the thing that really kind of upset me is you see all the previews for the first episode and you see this guy with powers jump out of a window and slam into the ground and all this, and then they don't do anything else with that. Right. And it's like, what the heck is the season about? And what's the show about? And then, you know, Winter Soldier hit. Hydra showed up. And then shoo, then we had a show, it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, It started getting better, at least. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and this season, I just love. Oh, yeah. You watching Supergirl? I have been. I I've enjoyed it. Lo- it's my pro- I, I think it's my favorite comic book really? show. Oh. Yeah. My only problem. The first episode, and I was like, eh. My only problem with Supergirl is they discriminate against gingers. <laughs> Most TV shows mm. out there. Yeah. So. But they changed Jimmy Olsen. But yeah. the man that they changed him into is made out of sex and chocolate. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> if I was going to jump, if I was going to jump sides. Yeah, you need to watch it. <laughs> I don't love chocolate, but. <laughs> yeah. If I was going to jump sides, it would be for the guy who's yeah. playing Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> He's definitely not right. a wimpy looking Jimmy I'm Olsen. He's definitely well built. He's definitely well built. They're doing a really good job with it. They're good making it fun. IMDb, look for the picture with him in the purple shirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he, they're doing a good job the, with it. Uh, you know, no, it I, uh, Supergirl is very charming yeah. to me. It's just the most charming show. Like Flash is up there, yeah. but it's a little too silly. Um, Supergirl is that perfect mix of lighthearted, charming, but still having enough emotional content to keep me going. Yeah. So between Arrow and Flash, because I feel like Arrow is just a little Arrow too Arrow is super dark. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I, I, it, I, I, it's like I walk away with losing a little bit of my soul every time I watch that Arrow. That one right there? Yeah. It is a very attractive picture. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. See? He definitely fills there you go. up that shirt. There's a, there's a, he, uh, he has just found there's out that... That is Jimmy Olsen. 
His head was too small for that big old muscle chest. Well, it. <laughs> I wasn't looking at his head. Yeah, none of us are looking at his head. Yeah. No, no, we just you I look at that picture, him. and that's when you realize that sexual orientation is a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I understand now. And <laughs> I don't look that way. Despondently <laughs> looking at my phone. I, I am a skinny redhead. <laughs> I do not look that big, well built. But um, no, I have really enjoyed uh, yeah. Supergirl and. It's the a little overactive. He's, the, he's yeah, from True the, Blood. The he was the one that was dating. Um, oh man, what's her face? Yeah. The only thing that bugged me was the second episode, the uh, the aerial fighting that she did with her aunt looked really quirky. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah I was gonna you know. But it is a, the second it's episode. It's, it's got to get better. Show. I'm not stressing yeah. about the special effects too much at this point. I watch Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> Sonic glasses. Yeah. Which Doctor Who is going to take a weird turn? I watched season. Once Upon a Time. If you can get through the I, special hey, effects watched, in Once Upon a Time, you can get through the special effects in any. I watch Once Upon a Time. I actually just caught up in the last two episodes last night. That's that's weird. I got through the first season, and I'm like, uh, it was alright. There's so well, there's so many details and so many different story arcs that if you're not paying attention, you can get lost very yeah. easily. But at the same time, those details and those different story arcs are just for me really cool. How they've taken like. Know, Snow White and Prince Charming, and they've twisted that around, and now you have the the Wicked Witch is, or not? Yeah, the Wicked Witch is in there, and she's the sister to the Evil Queen, and all these crazy yeah, twists. Yeah, my mom was in town a couple of weeks ago, and Peter I Pan was the bad guy. I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen the show in a long time, like since the second season, and I watched it with her, and I was just like, "What is going on?" Like yeah, it was. You literally miss a lot. Yeah. I, I gave up last season, um, and finally said, "You know, this just isn't worth." My time. I've got too many shows. Yeah. Now they got Merlin and King Arthur going, which is weird. Oh, and Emma. Emma is now the dark one. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. But then they, they, like, brought in Merida and from Brave. And I'm just I've like, heard that. That's the like, old, that's the thing that's most likely to bring me back. I'm I love just like, my pretty redheaded Scottish woman. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely Scottish. And lots of red hair, and it's just crazy. She's just not teeny. Oh, well. Well, she's not a little girl. I, mean, I guess. I guess oh, in the movie, you, she's, she's not a grown really woman. Girl. Yeah, you she's a woman, up. and her little her little brothers. She's like, I'm. Gonna get, I need to rescue my little brothers, and I'm thinking, okay, little brothers, they're taller than she is. When she mm-hmm. finally rescues them and goes to hug them, they're like a good shoulder and her head taller. Yeah. Well, so that was weird. I'm, not, I'm six years younger than my sister, and I'm like four inches taller than her. So. I understand. It happens. It does. It, it happens, does. Daniel. I know my brother's taller than me. But, but it's just, she keeps saying little brothers, and that, that's what I was expecting. The little ones that turned into bears. And yeah, I, I was taller than my father in fifth grade. Oh, wow. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Hagrid. <laughs> when I was a little boy, I could pick him up and put him around the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, yes. you hit on Harry Potter. <laughs> hey. I, I was listening to that radio show from again from last week, and I heard you talk bad about it. I like, will say this: I'm angry in a car right now. I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed the movies, the books. Yeah, I didn't like the books. Sorry, the just books. So I could, so I didn't like, more, I didn't like the way she she writes. But that's just Fair. that's and my again, personal I choice. I feel like it's different too because I was reading those as a kid, and if you read those as an adult, you probably understood a lot more. But then again, magic. for me, magic users, they can cast spells without a freaking wand. Okay, this is really That's weird. That's a witch. This is how I judge what I'm <laughs> reading. I s- if it feels like I'm skating on marble, then it's my book. Reading Harry Potter is like skating on gravel. 
it just stops, stop, stop. You don't feel like you have to keep going. It does. It's not fluid. It yeah. doesn't pull it you did, in. It didn't. It didn't pull me in. No, and I, I put I it. Had da- I was able to put it. it down at night and forgot about it for a couple of days. Yeah. Like when I'm reading a good book, the first thing I do when I wake up is. First off, I went to sleep at five in the morning because I couldn't put it down. And that's then the first thing time I did. Is for. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, that's for another? the phone. The yeah. phone is bathroom <laughs> yeah. time. Come well, on. Don't cheat books. on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Angry bird time. <laughs> that's why I love audiobooks. You can listen to them they anytime. Really are so great. You can listen to them on, the J- on the John. Oh, yeah. Or anywhere <laughs> on the go. Uh, I spend about nine hours a week in a car, and I have a job that most oh, of it is working. Yeah. I know. So I listen to a lot. I have 55 podcasts I subscribe to. Wow. And uh, you're one of them. And um, uh, I, I listen to like one to two audiobooks every week and a half. Wow. It's crazy. So shorter ones, though, or like the 48-hour ones? I just got done with Time and Again, which was 17 hours. Okay. Nice. I'm trying to do all the Game of Thrones book and the Way of Kings. And I love the Way of Kings. So Way, the Stormlight books, I, I enjoy. The only thing I don't like is how it swaps back and forth between the male and female voice because sometimes that just like freaks me yeah. out. Did I tell you I've slept with Brandon Sanderson? No. In, <laughs> in real life? Wow. Um, 2003 Worldcon Anaheim. Uh, we went to it together. It was right after Elantris. No, right after Miss Bourne had come out. Oh, okay. Um, so he, was, he wasn't Brandon Sanderson yet. He was just yeah. Brandon Sanderson. Uh, and we get to the rooms, and it's four of us. It's me, Brandon, Dan Wells, and Steve Diamond. Oh, okay. Walking yeah. into the hotel room together. And <laughs> Dan and Steve look at the two beds, and they look at each other, and they both say in unison, that's our bed. <laughs> and I didn't remember this. Steve told me later. Evidently, I turned to Brandon and said, I cuddle. <laughs> I, do, I do remember uh, Dan talking, saying that, because uh, that's that's when he met Steve for the first time. Yeah, that was when I first met Steve. And so, uh, yeah, wow. That so is when awesome. he got the um, you know Wheel of Time gig, I'm like, I've slept with the Wheel of Time author. Yay! <laughs> Brandon's a great guy. Uh, I've, en- I've enjoyed getting to know him, but his house is crazy. I, you know, I've been to his old house, yeah. but I never went inside. It was at Anaheim yeah. uh, when we all got together. That's where we started the carpool. But I've never been inside, and I, uh, I'm sure he's moved since then. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually an American Fork. So what? Yeah, he is. His and his brother Jordan, which I I, I play D and D and other games mm-hmm. with him. He actually lives two doors down from him now. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah, I love Jordo. Yeah, I just love Jordan. But uh. <laughs> I never see Brandon outside of his house unless it's like at a book signing or at a con. Well, if you were Brandon Sanderson, would you leave your house no, except for not. a book signing? Or a con? No, and I know I know him and Jordan have kind of uh, joked around of building an underground race car track underneath the the subdivision, you know, and some tunnels so they never have to go outside their house. They just go back and forth. And I think it's a spectacular plan, and I want to you know be a part of it, especially uh, underground go karts. That would be awesome. That would be great. I know. Let's make this happen. Well, I'm sure Brandon can. Dan Wells used to work in his basement. So did he? Yeah, yeah. He put a. I, I might have been in the Provo house, but uh, but uh, Brandon let him put an office in his basement, and that way he would leave the ho- house, go oh. to his office, and work all day, and, and right. then go home every day. And mm-hmm. that's how he kept his work. Is that why there's been so much buzz about him, though? Is because he's close local dude, or it's just all of a sudden blow up? It's because it, it's Sanderson because he wrote the year. the ending of the Wheel of Time. Yeah, he he got he got wrote the last. Uh. Three books, three, books, of, three books of Will of Time, and he just exploded at that point. Well, that but, I mean, cool. Mistborn is really good. I mean, 
uh, I enjoyed it, and the the last one, what book number five just came out, Shadows of Self. Yeah, and that's kind of a spaghetti western type feel. So I have a copy of Mistborn signed with Scalzi Bane, which was (laughs) (laughs) so we're at Anaheim, and I don't know if you know about him and Scalzi. Yeah, uh, they were nemesis. Well, Scalzi was his nemesis. Scalzi had no idea he existed uh, because Scalzi did everything Brandon wanted to do right beforehand. Oh. So Scalzi won the Campbell Award yeah. for Best New Writer. Scalzi won the Hugo before uh, before Brandon. Scalzi's book came out like a year for, earlier. And so um, he was so when Scalzi won the Hugo, I stood up and screamed, Scalzi! Because we were joking. Yeah. They should scream that in fury. And we were all supposed to, but none of, nobody else in the group screamed it. So I was the only one. And Scalzi <laughs> thought that we were cheering him. And so he said, I love you too. And I'm like, you don't get it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like yelling con. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so he was talking to his uh agent joshua bilmez and uh, joshua has this really high-pitched uh uh completely distinctive voice and um they were at the hugo uh, the the tour party at in and and, and and joshua pulls up his pen and he goes brandon what you need to do is take this pen and stab John Scalzi in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Brandon took the pen and he goes, I will name you Scalzi Bane. <laughs> <laughs> to which Joshua said, that's my only pen. <laughs> but um, So I got misborn the next day and he still had the pen in his pocket, which he had stolen from Joshua. And so he's like, and so he signed it. This is the first book ever signed by Scalzi Bane. <laughs> Oh, does he still have that pen? Of course he does. I got to ask him. I got to ask him. <laughs> Evidently, he ran to Scalzi like three, four years ago or something. And he yeah. said, you know, you were my nemesis forever. And Scalzi just looked at him and told Dead Pen said, mm, that worked out well for you, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know what. Uh, two years ago? I, uh, no, three. No, it was two years ago. Yeah, he, him and Scalzi went through, uh, uh, oh, what was that? True Dungeon at, at Gen Con together. Oh yeah, with with Will Wheaton. So, I, I'm sure. Will Wheaton. Will yes, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. So I'm sure they they sh- I'm sure they made up at that point. But I mean, literally, Brandon, he can write anything at this point, and oh, yeah, people yeah. will publish it. So, well, and but he hasn't let it go to his head, and that's the important yeah. thing. Uh, the stuff he's writing now is the stuff that he couldn't get published before because nobody would trust it. Yeah, but I think it's uh, the first Stormlight book. If it was ten percent shorter, I might have liked it more. Yeah, but <laughs> but um, I mean, I have that problem with every epic fantasy. It's not, yeah, you know, specific to Brandon. It's not because he's made it. It's not like George R. R. Martin who's gone completely off the freaking rails, <laughs> um, or or Jordan before he died yeah. when 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 he was like, dude, this book advanced the timeline three days, three days. Yeah. I counted. Yep. <laughs> so mad. That's why when everyone asked me, I'm like, just read like the first. Three, four books, skip to the last three. You're good. I the mean, problem with listening to an audio book is you can't just skip all yeah. of the stuff with Nenev and uh, and uh, uh, Elaine. Yeah. Because that's what you really need to skip just to get through those books. Mm. Well, I, mean, with, I mean, with uh, Way of Kings, I owned it. For, I bought it the day it came out. And then I didn't read it till after uh, the second book came out. So mm. I had it sitting collecting dust for quite a while because it was huge. It's a big book. It's I, kind of daunting. I read it pretty quick because I wanted to find out what happened on the last page. Because uh, Howard uh, told me the story of how him and Brandon were working out because they used to work out together. Uh-huh. And Brandon told him like the whole premise for the Stormlight Saga. And he said, but you don't find that out to the last page. 
Ugh. the first book. And that's why he was never able to sell it, because you have to sell that first book yeah. off the idea that you don't find out what the whole series is about to the last page. Yeah. It's a prologue to the rest of the story. Huh. And um, and uh, I was like, well, i got to find out what this last page is yeah. about. <laughs> well, and the, the second book, he's gone back and re- re- rewritten the scene. So the uh, the paperback of the second book actually has a different scene. Uh, oh, Kaladin fighting uh, Seth. I, I didn't know that. Where he, he changed how Seth dies. Because he's like, he pretty much talking to him and his assistants and that. Because you know, in the book, Kaladin kills Seth. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, Kaladin's a protector. He would never would have done that. So the storm kills him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I got the so, audiobook version, so probably yeah, the, audiobook the original. has the original. Because so. I, I had a buddy tell me that. Oh, it's changed. I'm like, what? Hey, Tolkien did it yeah, for so, The Hobbit. He went so, back and rewrote the Riddle chapter. Yeah. So I asked him, and he's like, yeah, I just never felt comfortable with that that section of the book. So, hmm. And I know uh, there's been some changes to the with Elantris as well. They made some changes because oh, okay. uh, they drew out some maps and realized that sections of the city are a lot larger and smaller. And so he's made some modifications for that. So, Yeah. I guess when you're brand Everybody Sanderson, else is on the phone, so... We uh, can go back. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've lost them. We've lost them. They're bored. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So... Looking for nerd news. There, There's not very much nerd news. There's really not. Uh, you know, well, um, we, we did mention Trek. Did you talk about Star Trek? No. Oh. No, I was going to say the, the, up, the upset fans that are angry right now at Nerdist because they released... Is it Nerdist? Or was it Geek Tyrant? Geek Tyrant? Was it us? <laughs> did we do this? Yeah, so well, we did it, but Geek Tyrant did it. Geek Tyrant. Um, anyway, they uh, they released some spoilers that have people pretty upset. But in their defense, uh, spoilers of what? Star Wars. Okay. In their defense, yeah. um, don't read it. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to read it. But if you in don't not want to. in Click not the their defense, kind of the title, the title yeah. is a little. Spoilery. <laughs> spoiler alert. Did they the did they say it. that Finn is James Earl Jones' son? Is that one? Well, no. Yes. Oh actually, gosh. Amazon Amazon, Amazon that screwed that Lando one up. But <laughs> yeah, in the title it says Lando Calrissian's son. Yes. It's like yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, we just hope Amazon screwed up, which is totally possible. They did it before. They just didn't say who the mom was. Right. So you could you still have Leia. the possibility that it's Leia, it's Leia. because <laughs> you know. Because Lando was taking care of her needs while Han, Han was, was in Frozen and Carbonite. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, here's a joke that shows how will show how big of a um, of a geek you are. I was listening to the um, Order sixty six podcast and okay. they were joking about um, Billy D. Williams's Cold Forty Five yeah. commercials. He goes, yep. "We just want one in Star Wars. It's DL Forty Four. And if you get that joke, you're a real Star Wars yeah, geek. <laughs> that one's good. <laughs> You got it's right. the gun that Lando carried. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't and, get it? Yeah. And Han. Him and Han yeah. both carried DL-44. They have the same gun. Yeah. Uh, but Star Trek. Have you guys talked about Star Trek? Like the no. You series? Sure that's coming out? Yeah, the, and the big scandal about or the big kerfuffle. So I, I heard that it was canceled. Was the CBS? new TV. The that, CBS. Because they're going to do the first episode on their thing and then switch it over to... Or the CBS All Access? Yeah. 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 I haven't heard it's canceled. I, I uh, didn't hear that either. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm I, not a Star Trek fan, but I did. I pay attention to. I could see them changing their business plan, but I don't think they're going to cancel it. Can, yeah, this I can't stage they would. Yeah. Okay, hold on. It's actually a really genius idea to put. They know that TV's you know I mean? going away. Well, CBS. So, I don't know if you follow, but CBS hates everybody. Yeah. Um, they hate Hulu. They hate my my buddy works for Dish, and um, they they do Sling TV, and they're all pretty sure that. 
they'll get CBS on Sling as the very last station to up when there's just no other thing for them to do yeah. because uh, because CBS hates Dish Network. Um, they just they hate, hate Direct TV too. They hate we lo- like we lost our access on Direct TV to CBS for like three weeks during football season. It so, totally okay. sucked. And so it's this been is postponed to January of 2017. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Sorry, um, it wasn't canceled. Yeah. Postponed. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard it, it was January. 2017. I feel like so that's, CBS caters. Oh, okay. They're old and foggy, just like most of their but, audience but members. This is obviously this is obviously <laughs> their Sorry, move to try to make CBS All Access. I like CSI. And if CBS All Access didn't, what's the word? Suck. Um, like objectively, yeah, fair word. Uh, it sucks. So I don't have to vacuum my desk. That's how bad it sucks. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I wish it worked like that. I really do. <laughs> I watch CBS all the time. It's, it's just, and it's not that they're. Uh, I don't like their offerings. That their web browser is terrible. Oh yeah. And um, it's a pain to use, and I can't get an app on my Amazon Fire TV. And it's just, they just, I, I subscribe, so that if I maybe accidentally pirate something of theirs i'm still paying them money and i don't feel guilty i mean <laughs> <laughs> keyword being accident accident completely accidental it was completely accidental accident. um totally yeah but uh the but yeah i i just i can't i hopefully they get the interface fixed by the time star trek comes out i i would expect that they would just because I mean, star trek has a huge following mm-hmm. and if they screw that up you don't want to. I mean, it's a not like it's going Trekkies to CSI. Coming after it's you. going yeah. to a major network. Yeah, I you know, heard it is continuing it, right? It's not a reboot of anything. We have no idea. Okay. No, we have, just, we all have, we know is it's a new Star Trek series. I suspect <laughs> it's going to take place in the Next Generation universe because that's what CBS dire- most directly owns. Um, but they've got the guy, the producer from the first two Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, reboot movies, so who knows? Well, and all the pictures that I, we've, I've seen when they've been talking about it, you've seen the Next Generation cast. Right. So I'm assuming it would be. I bet, but I mean, that's also when Voyager I and Deep Space Nine is said as well. I seriously suspect that they haven't even settled on a pitch yet. They just said, Star Trek, it's like printing money. Let's print some money. Yeah. Why don't we? Yeah. And we need to push our <clears throat> internet platform to compete with Hulu and everybody. Hulu, Netflix. Amazon. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I haven't done Amazon yet, but Hulu and Netflix are great. NCIS, Uh most popular show on television, right? Yeah. Two audiences of a certain age. Yep. It's got like the oldest demographic on television, and it's the most popular. If you're going to put... Yeah. But you know what they need to do is uh, HBO Go now, which is the... HBO Go, yeah. Okay, Go is the one that you have to be subscribed to. Now is the one you get separate. When they launched HBO Now, they were smart. They said, look, we have HBO Go, and even we don't know how to do this. So they (laughs) went to Major League Baseball, because Major League Baseball has the most powerfully built and robust uh, internet streaming service in existence. And they said, teach us how to do this. We'll pay you whatever money we we need to pay you to make this happen. And And it happened. There's been no problem with it. Yeah, which is awesome. So if you want to watch Game of Thrones, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Or just uh, listen to the audiobooks, like McKay's going well, to. That's what I'm doing. But you know, I've enjoyed. Time. I've actually oh. enjoyed the TV series more than the books. Especially, I mean, maybe the first season I liked the book better, but after that, the yeah. books started going downhill. Really? Yeah. I watched the whole series first, and I just started reading the book. So now I'm like, did that that didn't happen at the TV show. So now I'm like semi annoyed by it at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> how can you just skip that? Well, and then, apparently and, that was a huge thing. And so Peter Dinklage. 
playing Tyrion is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's great. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's better in almost every way. It's like uh, Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> Have you read the comic Watchmen? Yep. I never read the comic Watchmen. I saw the movie, and I'm reading the comic now, and the movie is better in yeah. every way. In every it's, way. Uh, it hits every single beat. It doesn't change anything. It's, he's got the same dialogue, but the art's better. Yeah. Hmm. And giant it's just as yep. long as all the comic books. Whoa. <laughs> it was pretty long. But I love I that fell movie. asleep twice yeah. watching the, the first two me, times that I watched me and Jared it. And Manhattan Seminary to go see Watchmen <laughs> when it came out. We felt so bad because that was back when we were little good kids. And we're like, we're ditching Seminary, but it's like, it's Watchmen. All so the we people and, and, and then you watched the scene with. Owl man and oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we, we, we felt a little bad about it, but it's okay. It was a good a movie. A little and, bad. Uh, well, back well, then that, we probably felt really bad, did, but now did, it's like. Did that ah. happen during seminary, or was seminary actually over when you got to that scene? See, that's no, the, it was. It was probably during seminary. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. This is what that ruined you. <laughs> that would have been Watchmen. That would have been a very <laughs> interesting conversation. Why did you skip seminary? Well, <laughs> this Watchmen movie came out, and yeah. There was a comedian. Thought it was about an wrist watch sellers. Was it men selling watches? It wasn't. Cool Nixon was still president. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah. <laughs> that was messed up. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, Walking Dead. I am completely behind, but oh don't worry about spoiling gosh, me. I'm who on. Who the I'm, hell I'm, cares? I, yeah, <laughs> I'm so behind. I, I just don't care anymore. No. I just I couldn't even get through like two episodes. Everyone talks so highly of it, and I tried. And I, I, I mean, like, they lost me at the pri- the prison the... when they were in the prison. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm caught up to the to the beginning of the season. Okay. But uh, what happens is my friend Fit comes over every Saturday night, and we watch Walking Dead and all these shows. I Zombie, those shows. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who, and uh, now I'm recording a audiobook every Sunday morning. So until the audiobook's done, I'm not getting to Walking Dead again. You know, it yeah. just kind of fell well, off the schedule. I'm still, like I said, I, I've said a thousand times, um, the new Walking Dead, uh, Fear, the Walking, Fear Dead. the Walking Dead, for me, it's my show. Nice. I mean, it, it's it? good. Yeah, that's I, I love just that. after I love the, the outbreak just started, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you just, well, it's during the outbreak. Like, okay. Right, like you have the one person that's infected and then a couple of days later, it's like, and it's funny because it's so slight and unnoticeable. It's almost like the strain. There's denial that anything is going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, boom, it's all there. And like, but I mean, one of the characters, the son, the addict son, I mean, I've said it a thousand no, I, times, Voldemort, he was Voldemort in Harry Potter. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was the, I didn't put the boy. Together. Yeah. It was Tom Riddle. He was, yeah. he was Tom Riddle. He was the one that was asking about the forbidden section. Um, and learning about the Horcruxes. Anyway, I'm, I'm farther on Fear of the Walking Dead. I've seen like three or four of those. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it, it, he's his character is my absolute favorite character, probably that I've ever mm. that I've had in a show in a really long time. Mm. And um, I I love all the characters. They're kind of all assholes, though. There's not really a nice character in the bunch. They're all kind of jerks. But I, my only problem with Fear of the Walking Dead, and I I just realize I have to give it to them, is that it's a universe that doesn't have zombie stores. Um, that's like one of their core premises. And they come to all of the zombie lore very quickly in that first episode. When they hit the guy and he comes back up and they're like, he was dead, he was dead, uh, and he got back up. 
if you don't have zombies in your culture, you don't jump there. You, well, yeah. and at first, you remember, they were trying to make it like a racist thing or a cop-hating yeah. thing. Do you remember that? They, yeah. they, I thought they, that was really well done. I yeah. did, too. I love the idea that these cops were, the, the guy got up, and nobody really noticed he was already dead, and he got up. They just thought the cops were using excessive force, which is something that's really big that's going on in the world right yeah. now. People right. are blaming cops for things, and I thought it was really cool how they put it in there and you're at home, you know what's going on, but these people are videotaping these cops beating the crap out of these people and shooting them major excessive force. And these, the videos are getting on the internet. It looks like these cops are just yeah. all horrible people. And it's just funny how, how society is kind of like that too. I like the show. I think it's well done. It's just that one thing that stuck in my, and the first episode was about 15 minutes longer than it needed to be. But other than that, that, you know, I, I, I've really liked it. The only thing, reason why I'm not watching it now is audiobook and Supernatural started back up and that was a little higher on our priorities. Supernatural's higher on the priority list. I have not done the whole Supernatural thing. I haven't watched it. Ever? Ever even, even if this wasn't a good six. season, Supernatural mm-hmm. we're very invested in at like yeah. season nine or whatever. <laughs> I just feel like it's like CSI when it comes to stuff like Supernatural and Buffy and all that stuff. It's just... The same monsters over and over again. Buffy? The same problems really? over and over. I did not like. I loved the I Buffy the movie. I loved the Buffy movie. Like the the movie that started it all. Loved mm-hmm. it, but I just it's kind of corny. I I don't really. It's not for me. I liked Ghost Whisperer better, and but, that's pretty sad because I don't really, like. Ghost, I like vampires. Buffy way more than had <laughs> Pee Wee Herman in it. And that makes it a not. <laughs> is that your <laughs> argument for why it's good or why it sucked? Yeah. Oh, just she's like. Why? Yeah. How do you always find a way to bring in Pee Wee Herman? Because he's in it. I. He's, he was even on the blacklist this season. Where he won't die. <laughs> um, they didn't plan that. Yeah. Uh, you can tell when you know that. You can tell Christy Swanson is sitting there in her position, waiting for them to call cut, and he just he's just still going behind her, <laughs> and you can see her going. Well, they call it cut. <laughs> and then when he comes back up behind her, she just kind of looks at him like, will you stop? And goes back to waiting for them to call cut. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Okay. You guys Ruger, Ruger Howard. She's hot. Not, good. Not a good show. And I know a bunch of people are going to hate me for that because everybody loves Buffy, but I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't like Buffy or You know or what? Angel. I don't like Angel That's okay. either. I, don't like I Angel love much. Bones. I freaking love that show. Bones? I love that man, but I do not like him as Angel. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't like Angel much. I love Buffy. Buffy had, you know, especially after you get past that first season, it had a lot of just super well written plots for me. Um, Maybe that's what it is. I haven't got. I the, I've only seen the end of the first season. Yeah, that's it. That I might be. To the that might be season, because season. most shows like that are Monster of the Week until they establish themselves, and that's when they start doing their major overarching gotcha. okay. plots. Yeah, that was probably my problem, and then it just I got so far behind, I just didn't have any. More Our time friend for Shaw was asking us one day. He goes, um, "So, like with Star Trek, you have to get to the third season of almost every one of the series before they get good, right?" And like, yeah, and I hear that about most shows. You really have to get to the third season before they get good. Yeah. So, what would Firefly have been like? Wow. And that's when we beat him to death, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you beat him. <laughs> for really giving us the season, for giving us the sads. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're going to go home and cry. <laughs> but first, we will have buffalo wings. Buffalo <laughs> buffalo wings. <laughs> so what does that say about Doctor Who? It's been going on forever. I, uh, I, mean, I don't really watch Doctor Who. So the, fir- the new reboot, I would say probably the third season was the best. Okay. With David Tennant. Yeah. yeah. David Tennant. David Tennant's last season. I'm now. Marty Crouch Jr. <laughs> I'm now getting into. I actually like Peter Capaldi now. I do I, too. I didn't 
like the, him at first, but he's the really grown. Two parters really solved like their problem. Yeah. Um, they were the all the episodes were trying to figure out if they were Clara episodes or Doctor Who episodes, yeah. and they didn't have they couldn't figure it out, and they were all schizophrenic that whole first season with him. Yeah. And now they're both because they have two episodes to, yeah, uh, I like stre- the two to stretch out into. And then it looks like they're going back to the original diner that we saw in the Impossible Astronaut. So really, yeah. So it's an article just came out. So you actually see Clara dressed in an old uh, wait waiter waitress outfit, uh-huh. and they're in that one. So you know, I'm I'm wondering if they're using that because that's a still point in time that he's used to make a fixed point in time with his right. dad. If that's how they're going to make it, so because they've uh, Steve Moffat said that Clara's not Clara's not coming back ever. Yeah, well, they've tried to get rid of her twice now. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if that's how they're going to make that happen so they can't bring her back. I don't know. Oh, well. We'll have to see. So with that said, we are out of time, everyone. Unfortunately, with everything we've talked about, we've talked about a little bit of this, that. Uh, go check out Space Eldridge 1, 2, and then when Death by Cliche comes out, go get it because... Who doesn't want to see a guy get shot in the head at the very beginning and get stuck in his own video his and own game? And we're planning on putting it out in Audible too. So and, Audible, and then you get awesome. to hear me read the Doom scene, which most Sweet. people think is awesome. It's on YouTube if you want to get a <laughs> Go to YouTube. <laughs> Look it up. What uh, what Doom scene? What? Yeah. Yeah, what happened is is I did the podcast audiobook and then it got yeah. purchased. Uh but the podcast audiobook, everybody loved that one scene so much. And I think they just called the Doom scene Death by Cliche. Okay. Um that somebody asked me permission to put up on YouTube. That's how you that's how you find it. Death by Cliche, Doom scene. You'll find it. Um there's also I mean several books by Bob you can go pick up. Uh he's also in uh, L. Ron Hubbard's Writer of the Future volume. That is wow, 19. Uh, he's in that. It's a long time ago. It was a while. <laughs> uh, so there's tons of great stuff as well as he's also participated in several different role-playing games out there. So if you go to robertjdefendi.com, you'll see all that great stuff. And then you can learn a bit, little, bit, little bit about Bob as well as he's got a shop at Amazon link. So if you don't know where to shop, just go there. You're smiling. Why are you smiling? <laughs> You're just excited for wings, aren't you? <laughs> I am so excited. I want wings. Shut <laughs> up and go. I want wings and nachos. All right. So, so with We're that said, like an hour away from that anyway. <laughs> we will catch you next week uh, when we will be doing our Star Wars extravaganza. <gasps> we'll be talking about Star Wars and all sorts of craziness. And theories. Theories. That's all they are. I'm so upset so I'm not going to be you, here. If you don't <gasps> want Star Trek. to know about theories, Tricky. Then don't listen to the you show. You know what? Don't talk But you should that. listen to the show. Theories and spoilers are too complex. We're not talking about. Things, guys. You're right. We're not We're talking about spoilers. Because they don't know anything. We don't know anything. We literally don't. You know as much as we know. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But we'll talk about uh, will Star the, Wars past, present, push the future. i on my Kylo Ren doll Kylo and, and reveal the speakers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that wasn't a line in the trailer. Spoiler. All right. With that said, we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Deadpool. No. Close for dying. It happened.